0: we are danny and marcus delalio and welcome to deep diving delalios welcome back to deep diving delalios we have a new setup uh this week thanks to our patreons over on our patreon channel um this wonderful stand that will hopefully improve my volume level i can see it definitely has marcus is going to be running this episode this week
1: and everyone should be scared oh yeah first off i want to apologize yeah (laughs) i am rather i don't feel sick anymore yes i've been sick for a little while um but it's just been something that's been going around i even missed out on the patreon this week which i was not a big fan of but i was vomiting so
0: he knew he was sick in the morning and didn't tell me
1: well i was sick in the morning and i thought much like every other evening that it had been that week i would feel awful by the evening but i would still be able to keep going because that's what i've been doing all week enough about me enough about us let's talk about
0: well before we get into that
1: oh yes we
0: do need to thank our patreons so patreons thank you so much thank you for funding our adventures uh we have mama Allie to thank we have emily to thank we have kelly who's brand new to our channel brand
1: new hi kelly welcome
0: kelly hi We have our mother. Mother. As Marcus always likes to point out. She birthed us. She did birth us.
1: In today's episode, (laughs) I am going to be covering the construction of the World Trade Centers. And then I'm going to talk in Conspiracy Corner about some of the ways that they may have come down.
0: Yeah, because this is all still like theories, right? Yes. Yeah.
1: Spoiler alert. All of them
0: are a including
1: the officially accepted things that have happened the north tower officially started construction on august 6 1968 and the south tower january in 1969 nice now they were both completed the world trade center uh the north tower was completed in 1972 and the south tower in 1973. both buildings took just over four years to build with world trade center one the north tower opening two years before um, on december 1970 Mm. and world trade center two the south tower opening in january 1972. so they were both open before their actual completion
0: interesting
1: which i think is kind of cool but then i start to think about like all of the office buildings that are like running and under heavy construction in certain portions where like there's no office inside of it or anything like that. that's fair i'm trying to think
0: of what days i said in mine like when it officially opened but i guess that was probably the full world trade center when mm -hmm. it officially opened
1: uh their lead engineer Mm -hmm. and this isn't this is very important Mm -hmm. and it will go back into um the conspiracy corner a little while later uh stated that they were both built to withstand and 707 crashing into them he, but, and
0: he said that in several instances
1: yes that was not just one one little thing he said it a lot
0: mm-hmm. and he said it like what a week before yes Nine
1: eleven. World Trade Center buildings were built upon massive foundations that rested on bedrock twenty-one meters or seventy feet below ground. In the area that contained the Twin Towers, more than a million cubic yards of earth and rock had to be removed.
0: In order to put them and put their foundation in. In
1: order to put their foundation in their basement in.
0: Oh, they had a basement.
1: They had a basement.
0: Is that that where the parking garage was?
1: That is where the parking garage and a commuter railway system was. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah, so kind of like a little subway system down there. Walls were erected before the basement was built. Um, It was also known as the walls, after they were done construction, was also known as the bathtub
0: yeah 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 the slurry because of the slurry walls yeah because they had to build the hudson river out and and even today when you walk through it marcus it is really like you feel small in the
1: footprints of the towers i would really like i would really like to go i
0: really want us to take a trip and go and see it
1: these were designed specifically to not destroy the surrounding bedrock around them and to make sure that the whole world trade center complex as a whole was kept right side up not just from the uh, Hudson, but also just from the stressors that were going to happen with the tall buildings because all tall buildings are meant to flex.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. All yeah. Of with a, built, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. All of
1: them are built to flex because if they were all just straight up and down, literally the mi- most minor of seismic event could destroy them entirely. Yeah. And honestly, if they were built just kind of like a fortress, just straight up and down, no, no ability to flex. Um, they might not have come down in their whole, Mm-hmm. But the whole top end would have take, been taken off by a plane. This next bit and everything I'm going to be quoting from this is from uh, MIT, a paper written by these lovely people who my sister will put up, put their names in, but the Professor of Civil and Environmental Engineering at M- MIT, Esther and Harold E. Edgerton, Associate Professor of Civil and Environmental Engineering at MIT as well. This paper was written by them after the World Trade Centers had collapsed, but it goes into great detail about, and this is where I got most of my information from, but this next bit is kind of ripped straight from them. I have not been plagiarizing them up to this point. (laughs) So the Twin Towers were built as a steel tubular structural system that differed radically from other structures of that time. The exterior walls were built out of closely spaced steel columns to perform as load bearing walls and the interior columns were located only in the core area containing the elevators, which Mm -hmm. you talked about. Yeah,
0: they wanted to rent as much space of those towers as they could to businesses and cut down on the elevators and the stairwells, which would in turn make it so that it was very hard for people to get out of the towers when the attacks happened.
1: The outer walls carried the vertical loads and also provided resistance to lateral effects such as wind, earthquake impact. Figure eight, which she'll display now, shows a view of the exterior wall. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. The towers were square in plan with sides of 63.7 meters, 209 feet. The structural height of each tower was 415 meters or 1,362 feet. The height of the top floor was 411 meters, 1,348 feet. The towers were built as frame-tubed cantilever structures. I've tried to pronounce that.
0: Yeah, cantilever structures. With
1: 0.45 meter wide built up box columns tied with 1.3 meter deep spandrel beams in the perimeter. Now, this all sounds really, really cool, but I wanna reiterate the fact that the outer walls were carried, that carried the vertical loads and also provided resistance to lateral effects such as wind, earthquake, and impact. So it wasn't just the fact that the lead engineer was like, hey, these things could take a hit from a 707, but also just how they were constructed other scientists are able to look at it and say oh these things were built to take a hit like they could 100 percent take something slamming i
0: I really do think that that empire state building being hit you know yeah a couple decades prior that was a a thought you know in everybody's brain of Mm -hmm. we need to make sure that if on accident a commercial jetliner Flies in.
1: The beams and columns were prefabricated into panels and assembled on site in a staggered fashion by bolting and welding the perimeter member assembly made of 59 columns over the 63.7 mi- meter wide facade, ensured the load bearing capacity of the outer skin for gravity load, lateral load, and torsional effects. Those of you who don't know, torsional effects is a twisting effect. So that's mm. more than likely going to be seismic or wind. Um, so
0: they're trying to make sure that it's prepped for either impact or like... If there's an earthquake, some type of uh, uh, an act of God. Yeah. Kind of situation. Which
1: honestly, for how serious they were taking the seismic, the seismic portion into it. Yeah. I'm sitting back and I'm like, there's not that much seismic activity in New York.
0: Yeah. Why were they?
1: They were like super into the seismic thing. Super into that there's going to be a big earthquake.
0: I find that so interesting.
1: Yeah. New York's not on a fault line that I know of.
0: That is interesting that they were so concerned about seismic stuff.
1: I mean, I get it. You're making something that can hold like however many thousands of people.
0: And not just that, but those buildings were around other buildings and people. And that's why it is interesting that they both imploded on themselves. And not, like, why didn't they fall sideways? I think it's, you know, the ultimate. Anyways, you're gonna get into it, I'm sure.
1: Yes. I mean, I find this interesting. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you guys do but if you don't you're not invited to my birthday party the columns were spaced one meter apart and the spandrels 3.6 meters apart the 24 meter by 42 meter core which is what the elevators were in was okay. comprised of 44 box columns the core comprised comprises uh, steel beams and columns with reinforced concrete infill panels designed to share part of gravity loads of the gravity loads the core was designed to resist vertical loads and was not assumed to transfer any lateral loads which i think is weird but what does that mean was designed to resist vertical loads so something Mm -hmm. coming down on top of it okay but it wasn't designed with any consideration for a lateral thing
0: oh for something coming in at it yes i see what you're saying So the
1: the loads it's not like you know your load uh, yeah you could assume that you're loading something on top of it and that's a vertical load
0: well that's what that's what they try to argue in in the official story is that that the weight of the the floors above is what um, but it was I compromised mean, the beams and it, then that's why it imploded on itself
1: and here you're seeing that this mm-hmm. this was designed to handle its not only its own vertical load, but a lot more weight put on top of it because you're going to have so many people inside of it, so many uh, machines.
0: That's interesting when it comes to the the official story because that is the official story, that after... The, the floors were compromised, the beams became compromised, not only from the heat, because as, as a lot of people like to point out, these are the only buildings to ever collapsed due to office fires. It wasn't an office fire. I hate when people say it like that, yeah. because it was tons of jet fuel. And and like you see in the Nadeau Brothers documentary, Um, I mean, it was just like a jet fuel like explosion that went through the elevators, like yes. the central core of the building.
1: And you've got... Oh, I'll get into jet fuel. Yeah. Perimeter columns were tied to the core only by the truss slab system and the horizontal faces were assumed to be resisted by the perimeter columns and their connecting spindle beams. A typical floor plan is shown in figure 10. I swear I'm almost done this section. Oh,
0: you're fine, I'm listening.
1: Corrugated steel decks were then secured onto the orthogonal trusses and 10 centimeter lightweight concrete topped the decks to complete the slab. The corrugated steel decking acted as permanent framework and as the composite with the concrete to support the floor loads. It is noted that at a later stage, viscoelastic dampers were attached to the ends of each floor truss, connecting the lower truss cords to the perimeter box columns in order to reduce wind-induced vibrations. Here's a fun fact about wind-induced vibrations. It's what destroyed the Tacoma Bridge.
0: The Tacoma Bridge?
1: Yeah, Tacoma. um, Up north, which they believe that the Mothman was responsible for it's that really famous bridge that went whoop 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 because they didn't do any of that stuff which meant that when the wind blew through the valley it blew just at the right harmonics to match the frequency of the bridge which then caused the bridge to start to
0: and then it went down yeah so that's i didn't didn't know about this where's tacoma uh
1: up north i don't know i can't remember i'm gonna be totally honest google and that's why every single engineer nowadays has a silver ring on their pinky it's made out of the the metal from that bridge um to not forget the tragedy of what happened and what can happen when engineers take shortcuts
0: it's in washington
1: they also thought that it was they thought they saw mothman there too
0: it's also a truck
1: yes it is danielle (laughs) fire resistance consisted of the outer layers being protected by a layer of sprayed concrete around the three sides of each column, which were the outer sides sprayed of each column. Sprayed concrete, that's pretty cool. Yeah, um, around the three sides of each column. Once okay. again, that's the outside of it. So the uh, columns
0: are like the steel. Is yeah. that what we're talking about? Okay, the steel column beams. Exterior. I got you. Facing. Are those the like, things that look like forks? Do you, do you know what I'm meaning? Don't worry about it. It's fine. Oh, like
1: in the rubble? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It was roughly five centimeters thick, and it included ceramic fibers. These are important for later. Remember the ceramic fibers for ceramic later. Ceramic
0: fibers. Inside of
1: each column uh, was a five centimeter thick. So on the for- the fourth thing that faced inwards mm-hmm. was a fourth layer of five centimeter thick uh, vermiculite plaster. Okay. And however, in between the floors, there is still no evidence as to whether or not there was a layer of fireproofing or not
0: that that i I watched a discovery channel thing today me late to the party today i had to take a mental break from like i had two jobs i was i had i had two jobs i was working at the Mm. time too and i've just been a little burnt out It's, it's okay i have one job now set schedule will be fine um but i watched a thing on discovery channel today they didn't mention that there what that there may not have been fireproofing what they said was. There was no fireproofing. I find that choice of words interesting now with your research. That's
1: very weird, yeah. Yeah.
0: But um, they said that without fireproofing, it's like a soda can. So if you have one dent come in, but you've got a bunch of pressure on top, as in with the buildings, those floors, it just collapsed. It can start to crush.
1: yeah. Kind of like that. Kind of yeah. like that. Now we're going to talk about the actual falling of the towers. Okay. Several theories, and yes, I did say several theories, have been officially passed around as um, the truth. So, mm. as we discussed earlier, mm-hmm. it is not 100%, even on the official story, of how they actually fell in on themselves. Okay. So, or how they fell just from the plane impact, even with the jet fuel.
0: I find it interesting. Can I just say? Yes. Okay, this is like a side note, but I've watched them fall, as we all have, I think, so many times. And I find it interesting that, especially, it was Tower Two, the first one that went down. It goes out like this. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, so it's coming straight down, but it's like a, and, and this is morbid to, to, but it looks like a fireworks debris coming down. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? And that, like, instead of like, or, you know, like, why didn't they tip? But then I guess you could also say with the tipping, maybe it's because the planes were, they hit it so high up. That's why it just was the, the falling because of the weight. Anyways, now I'm getting off on tangent, but.
1: And honestly, if they wanted to, I don't know, make it fall down sideways, like, you would have to aim lower, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. But. The first one we're going to talk about is the weakest link theory.
0: And then, oh, I'm so sorry. Before we get into our theories, I do want to say I did want to say this in this episode. I've noticed since um, since I've been researching this, I've I've done this. It's like almost like a little um, I don't know. It's it's a weird thing I do. But sometimes in the morning when I'm getting ready, I'll turn on a random news um, thing from that morning. Okay. Mm. And I'll listen to the reporters and how they were reacting to it in real time. Now, two things I've noticed across the board. Um, I think it was Matt Lauer, but I'll put it up, who said the buildings are tilted. Like, like they are tilting. Okay. And several times it was mentioned that they are like tipping to the side. And you can see it on the screen. It looks like one of them is just totally cattywampus kind of And it's of thing, going, right?
1: it's where the plane hit and now it's tilting that way. Yeah. Okay. And that also could be from the wind as well mm. from the wind, grabbing that hole and pulling it because they are supposed to flex.
0: Oh, right. So
1: it could, it could be that too, because yeah, they were the bricks. They're not aerodynamic. They were just bricks essentially. Uh-huh. Um, but having a ma- catastrophic hole in the side of it and no real exit point. Right. Would be, would grab a hold of a lot of wind
0: so there's that and then another thing everybody says in the in, uh, that was first-hand witnesses an explosion just happened at the twin towers
1: and some jamie, people were jamie i need you to stop for a second there has just been a huge explosion we can see uh a billowing smoke rising and i can't i'll, I'll tell you that i can't see that second tower but there was a cascade of sparks and fire, and now this, it looks almost like a mushroom cloud explosion. There's a, there's a haze everywhere. It's very, very difficult to see, but there has been a, a whole area has been covered by soot and ash it looks almost like snow so as people are coming up the street running from the scene
0: of this new explosion Unexpl- and that that's not that's not when the planes hit when the planes hit there are many people that say i just saw a plane so i never want to describe that there's that theory that there were no planes that is 100 percent false there are witnesses that saw the damn planes hit the building there is too many different videos even home videos of those planes hitting well especially the second plane is the main thing hitting the, that building yeah that tower um tower two
1: and And not only that we have flight records
0: yeah like hello so there were planes the victims are real like stop it but but what i'm saying is could there have been an explosion afterwards because consistently across the board there's been an explosion however you look at the towers collapsing and as i said in the last episode the seismic the the seismic generations there was earthquakes generated Mm. from the towers collapse which obviously would compromise other buildings in the area as well. Yeah, Anyways, and I'm it sorry. Did. a
1: lot of them needed insane repairs afterwards, and not just from debris and dust, but their structures were, were hurt. One of the theories is the weakest link theory. A fundamental principle of engineering design theory that is uh a structure is only as stable as it's the weakest link of the chain in its elements meaning that if the impacts had weakened the structure it is a good bet that the weakest link may have broken in the system this would cause a chain reaction pun intended uh that could lead to the towers falling Mm. imploding the way they did though
0: interesting i'm not
1: entirely sure the next official theory jet fuel melt steel beams yeah. Now, hear me out. The next leading theory is that with how full the tanks were, mm-hmm. it may have caused enough jet fuel to burn for long enough that caused the steel to fail, causing the event, causing the buildings to crumble in upon themselves. Mm-hmm. Keep in mind, jet fuel burns at around 2,000 degrees Celsius. Mm-hmm. At 2,718 degrees Celsius, that's the temp that steel begins to melt, mm-hmm. only for it to be a liquid at uh, two thousand
0: eight hundred and
1: two. Oh, so it's Needs pretty like quick
0: eight hundred mm-hmm. more okay well my question to the the steel beams melting is where we didn't see any evidence of melted steel coming out of the twin towers mind you at the museum you can see one of the the beams totally warped mm-hmm. but i haven't seen any kind of like now melting
1: that seems like the, uh, a temperature, like you just said, it's a temperature difference that can't be ignored. However, you must take into account that these flames were essentially operating in an oven in a lot of the areas that they were in. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. The glass, yes, glass was blown away, but a lot of the areas the jet fuel would have gotten to, like through the center column.
0: Yeah. Yeah, because it com- went down yeah. through the elevator shafts.
1: So. was completely closed off. On top of this, around 700 degrees Celsius is when steel loses 50% of its strength. Okay. Steel loses 50% of its strength at 700 degrees. Okay. The jet fuel's already burning at 2,000. Yeah, okay. So, so
0: they're compromised. Yes, they are Heavily. severely
1: compromised. Okay. But hark, I hear you say. What about the fireproofing materials? Yes. Concrete. We're getting back to it. Cement. Oh. That's concrete, baby. The primary fire, uh, fireproofing material that was used is concrete, mm. which is made partially out of water. Now Danielle, by your estimation, mm-hmm. I don't know if you if you read ahead.
0: I didn't. I've okay. just been following along. How it actually is helpful to listen yeah. and read. It yeah. is
1: right. Yeah. yeah. How long do you think it takes? Because in order to make concrete, you have to mix like the powder, um, which is a, a mixture of different elements and stuff, mm-hmm. with water. After the concrete sets and you can walk on it and everything, or you can build with it, mm-hmm. how long do you think it takes for all the water to get out of it?
0: Oh. Oh, I'm heart- I'm bad at this kind of stuff. I don't think it ever gets fully out of it.
1: About 300 years.
0: Oh, really? To get fully out of it. Oh, okay. So we got water in that building.
1: Yes, quite a bit of it. Um, and what happens to water if it's over 100 degrees Celsius? It
0: boils.
1: It boils. Oh. And there are a lot of images um, that even with some of the ceramics you'll yeah. see... That if it's burned, if anything's burned around it at about a thousand degrees for any length of time, yeah, it does start to crack and fail. Okay, which means that the heat is going to be able to get in and touch the steel. Pause, real quick. It's yeah, like yeah. the
0: Titanic. You know how yeah it, it, this, it, the unsinkable ship, and all the officials. There's no way that that ship could sink, and and that's how we seem to kind of view the towers as this like unfailing couple of buildings. Well, they were built for that. Well, like like as if there isn't as if man's not fallible yeah as if we can't you know as if
1: maybe they're like the engineer designed it this way but who's to say that maybe when they were building it they took a few shortcuts
0: well yeah and that happens in everything yeah yeah
1: so um with extensive heat and stream stress of a plane hitting it it's not hard to imagine how this theory holds water
0: especially when you think of i mean we went through in those episodes how how hard those especially the second plane Mm. it hits at over 500 miles per hour that is a huge impact but anyways it
1: is a it's it cannot be understated how much stress that those buildings went under
0: however
1: however now we get into conspiracy corner let's go bombs and thermite baby
0: Uh, yes
1: so Just as with the Pentagon episode, one of the theories is that there were bombs either in the cargo hold of the planes or already on site. Oh. What is thermite?
0: I don't know actually. Can you explain that to me?
1: Exactly. I, I, I came prepared. Okay. okay, okay. Because I love thermite. I've used incendiary grenades with the military before. You yeah. can't look at it, but it's really, really cool. The definition of thermite is a mixture of finely powdered aluminum and iron oxide <gasps> that produces a very high temperature on combustion. It's used in welding and for incendiary bombs. Now, that is a very easy thing to make, it's incredibly easy to make, in fact um so easy to make in fact if you google it it's there they just told me how to make it it's a 50 50 ratio of those things
0: oh wow yeah
1: and fun fact you can shake it hard enough or it can come under enough of an impact to actually be started
0: how detectable is it
1: um if they're swabbing for explosives aluminum um and iron oxide will be on
0: for just explosives
1: i have i can't find anything that's so i i
0: i did find an article that said um okay so the national institute of standards and technologies found no evidence of the towers have been destroyed by a controlled demolition okay um so but that's of course the official story right um but i did found an article where they did say they found portions of explosives at ground zero and i can pull that up
1: thermite just for the record burns at four thousand degrees So close to double.
0: Oh. Yeah. So with that, okay, but here's the thing. Okay, okay. so are we looking at this from the standpoint of the thermite was already in the buildings? Are we looking from it from the standard of, remember, the hijackers, according to the victims on the planes, said that they had bombs. Mm -hmm. So are we looking at it in the sense of there were already bombs on the plane? So perhaps when the plane made impact... Do you know what
1: I mean? I mean, maybe, yeah. I mean, you could... And I mean, uh, TSA wasn't a thing back then, so... And this
0: is talking off the top of my head right now. Yeah.
1: Some of the reasons uh, for these beliefs are the claim that, well, a 707 couldn't have made it fall, so why did a 767-200 make it fall? There must have been bombs. Here's why a 767-200 is more likely for a... um, to make it fall than a 707. First and foremost, the 767 is much larger than the 707. It has 50% more cabin space, which is an insane amount of space, making it a lot wider, and its fuel capacity made it capable of nearly twice the flight time.
0: Oh, wow, okay. So it had so almost a lot a, of f- fuel. It
1: had okay. almost double the amount of fuel as a 707 did. Okay. This one is one you've already mentioned. Okay. There were no planes. That's a completely bogus thing. These other things, in Possible. my opinion, yeah. could hold some water. Yeah. Um, however, there were no planes. Um, as I remember the day it actually happened. Uh it seeing the footage being shared live. There there were planes.
0: There right? were and, and and I had someone on my um I had someone on TikTok, they were commenting and they're like look at my videos. They prove that the planes weren't real. Cause when I think it was Plane to hit the tower, they say you can see the nose go through the other side, which you, you, you can't. And, and honestly not to be rude, but I'm going to be rude. You can't argue with stupid, you know? Yeah. And then here's the thing. You talk about confirmation bias. When people have something in their brain, they have it in their brain. Like mm. you can't, there's some people you just can't even have a, an educated argument with. And this was this kind of person and I'm like, but what about they're like, well, CNN kept cutting out at that point. So why did that happen? I was like, okay, but the 50 other news stations that were broadcasting it live and people in their own fucking homes. Yeah, it did not like stop it stop it. Stop it's it. It's
1: really, really stupid. There
0: were planes, but I am of the opinion to keep, you know, I, I've always told you guys, always ask the questions. You know, things don't make sense with 9-11. I'll be perfectly honest with you with that. So, yeah, ask the questions of what, how much our government was involved, and then also ask the questions of everybody's reporting as the towers fall, a huge explosion just happened by the Twin Towers. Well, was it? You know, like, yeah. ask those that? questions. Yeah.
1: But... And honestly, in the beginning stages of looking through this, ask, were there planes? Were there
0: planes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's
1: totally fine. But the second that you start to understand who the people on those planes were, the phone calls that they had out to their loved ones and everything, and I cover this, there's brave American men and women that died. They were mm-hmm. killed.
0: But I think, too, as, as time passes, people forget that there were there were phones on the planes. There were in, in the back. Like, I had several people tell me it was a bit impossible back then to make a phone call from the plane. That's simply untrue. I remember there were phones in the back of the plane, the the headrest. You know, you could you could pick them mom, up and...
1: Mom yelled at me for touching one one time because she said they were filthy, and they probably were. They
0: probably were, Probably yeah. disgusting. And then, and then that, I mean, United 93 got low enough at one point in time for someone to make an, a physical call from, Mm. you know, the toiletry area. So, like, stop. I started reading The Looming Tower, which is one of our Patreon book club things. Mm. And I I do want to say, I don't think the horrific nature of the attacks has been talked enough about by our media or influencers or podcasters. I was reading, and, and it's a firsthand account of this man walking through the tower's lobby that morning. He just walked in, was trying to catch an elevator when the first plane hit the tower, okay? He was going up for a meeting. And the first plane hits the tower, and he's trying to find a way out. But, of course, he's totally disoriented because it is literally, like, like in the Nadeau Brothers documentary, The Fireman, they say it's like, it's like the plane hit the lobby. Like, that's mm-hmm. how disorienting everything was, you know? And so, as he's trying to find a way out, he ends up on the, like, oh, I want to say, it, it's like a plaza area, right? And as he walks out, there's body parts everywhere, and, and, and then that, that also includes, you know, people on the planes. You know, uh, like we haven't gone through the actual trauma that the victims in the towers went through mm. of seeing what they saw as they were trying to save their own lives. And, I, uh, and that wasn't just him that talked about body parts. John O'Neill in his yeah. phone call, he said, there are body parts everywhere. What hit it? Yeah. like so so that like i just feel like we haven't fully understood how horrific it was inside those buildings yeah uh, like because we
1: always talk about how it was a tragedy for america and it was a tragedy and we see the
0: outside of them burning yeah. we don't see that and and what the nadeau brothers showed like they even said as they entered the the building there was a woman on fire beside them and they chose not to film it they chose not to film the people that were jumping because out of respect for them so they were choosing not to film the most horrific things in there i honestly think they should have filmed everything Mm. just because i do think we are almost desensitized to this event
1: Mm. i think it's easy to get swept away in the horror of it all thinking about how there could have been bombs thermites no planes at all without realizing that you've lost the plot somewhere now I'm far from the person to be ca- casting stones as my house is made of glass. Personally, I believe that the World Trade Centers fell, or the way the World Trade Centers fell was either preplanned or an actual miracle from God himself. There is no ex- other explanation that I could find because of the way they actually fell in the myriad of papers I have read to prepare me for talking about this. However, to me, how they fell is nothing. It's meaningless. We know for a fact that our government knew about these plots. They knew about the holes in our armor. They knew the terrorists by name, address, phone number. Hell, we even trained most of them. The life lost on that day, for as much as bin Laden took credit for it, is all on our government's hands. And it is really, really easy to get completely separated by all these different theories and not understand that the enemy has been on top of us the entire time. Your government failed you. Those entrusted with protecting you failed you. And I failed you.
0: Oh, I'm thinking next, next week, we're gonna talk about World Trade Center seven, along with the cleanup of the towers, because that was a mess and start our response mm-hmm. as a government to 9-11, which we are still living with to this day. Yes. So I think that's where we're headed next. Sorry, it's been such a minute for this series. Um,
1: as Life's it, been happening.
0: We had a lot going on. Marcus, too, is about to get married. Um, so we have a lot going on in that direction. Um, we He was also called back into the military. A lot going on there. And you're going to be away for two weeks next month. So I may be carrying one of these episodes. This month. Oh, yeah, it's May.
1: It's going to be May. It's
0: going to be May. So he'll be away for a couple of weeks. But I did just get a new job, and I'm I'm in a schedule. So that will help with um, research and, and all of that. Um, but I definitely want to draw, dive into World Trade Center 7. Yes. Um, next.
1: Very deeply.
0: Very next. deeply. So um, we will see you next, next week. And yes. thank you for bearing with us. I didn't mean to totally go off on a Johnny Depp cha- tangent. I just, I knew I wanted to get that stuff out. But then also we were just so busy. I didn't have the time to sit down and research and, and edit. And I didn't want to do anything half-assed.
1: If you've made it this far into this episode, uh, that was very very technical um in a lot of the aspects aside from you know the few rants that we had here and there but um we want to thank you guys so much for listening uh but we also want to thank the fact that we have 3000 subscribers currently on YouTube that is massive that is so big we have grown incredibly fast incredibly fast um and from here on I think that we will grow even faster with the support and awesome people that we have, especially on our Patreon. Oh, Another yeah, big shout good, out to the people in Patreon.
0: Good community over on Patreon. I,
1: absolutely. Yeah. It's, yeah. It is so much fun to sit and talk to those guys. So, but yeah. yeah. Thank you guys so much for watching.
0: Thank you. And thank you, Marcus, for scripting this episode. It was actually, it was phenomenal. I'm surprised. Uh, (laughs) Yeah,
1: I was a little surprised. too. Thank you guys so much. And we will see you next, next week.
0: Next, next week. I'll see you a little bit before that with another Johnny Depp Amber Heard recap. Sorry, they've been kind of off. I was hoping to release them every Friday with the week that I'm recapping. But of course, as I said life has gotten in the way and it's just us doing this um but i will get that all situated and get that out to you before next next week um but yeah keep your alerts on so you don't miss an episode and we will see you soon see ya